Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. everybody. Today I wanted to share uh, a couple of insights with you uh, that I made today uh, through a live video on my Facebook page and it was sort of in the moment and uh, decided to share it with you on the podcast just in case uh, those of you listening here uh, are not connected with me through Facebook. But really the idea, uh, the ideas that I want to share is um, are, you know, we're using these terms like uh, diversity hire uh, or using terms like multicultural and not knowing what that means. Um, And today I got a little little passionate uh, on my Facebook page about uh, just what these terms and how we're speaking about things uh, are affecting how we're doing our diversity work. in fact, it actually started with this idea because I get this often with the clients that I work with that say, well, if we are to diversify our staff or our leadership team or our senior executive team, do we have to lower our standards? And uh, I'll explain uh, to you as you listen why uh, that is not a helpful or healthy place to come from. Uh, and language that is not healthy when you are working towards being uh, a diverse leader, um, when you are working towards being a person who is in diverse community with other people. So I figured I would share that with you all this week. Uh, So enjoy, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Hey friends, Nikki Lerner here uh, on Friday, your resident culture coach on Facebook. Something I wanted to share with you today. I was thinking about it this morning um, as I was working on some some client work. Usually when people engage with me, uh, my clients, and ask me about uh, moving from monocultural to multicultural. So um, historically an organization or a company or a church or whatever it is has been historically monocultural. Uh, Now, in this case, just to be clear, in this context that I'm going to be talking about, um, this is usually happens when a monocultural white American organization is moving from that towards diverse leadership. Uh, Whenever we start to talk about hiring and recruiting uh, and all white American organizational staff will say, Something like, well, if we make room for more diverse leadership and recruiting and hiring, how do we know that we're going to find somebody who is uh, skilled, 
do we need to lower our standards in order to make room for diversity? And uh, I just want to say that that is not the right place to come from. Um, think about what you're saying for a minute. Okay, just let me just pause for a second. Think about that statement. It comes from a belief that in order to diversify whatever it is you're talking about, you're saying that in order to do that, you have a belief that uh, people aren't skilled to do what you've asked them to do, that there are no people available um, to do the work that are, in this instance, non-white American. And that's just not true. And so I just want to say, for those of you that care, and some of you don't care about this, but if you do care, that we need to stop saying that. Um, let's stop making an assumption that once we, uh, you know, intentionally make room to recruit or hire people particularly that are part of the, the not non-majority culture, that that means that standards go down. Maybe it's not that standards uh, are going to be less, but that maybe it's just that your organization, if it's been historically monocultural white American, hasn't done enough work to connect and build relationship with people that are networked with other people who are skilled and gifted. So I'm begging you uh, as your culture coach here, please stop saying this. It is so disrespectful uh, to the people that will eventually be in your organization. If you are looking at diversifying your organization um, with people from everywhere, all right, you cannot begin with when they come in, they're not going to be as good as the white people here. I mean, that's kind of what's being said without really saying it. Stop saying that because here's what I never hear. What I never hear is um, this same thing being offered a concern when people are hiring white Americans in their organization. Nobody ever says, well, if we hire some white people around here, well, you know, how do we know that they're going to be skilled? Like, do we need to lower the standard? People don't talk like that because there is an assumption made. There's a generous assumption made that people from the majority culture, if you hire them, that automatically they're going to be skilled. That like you, you don't have this problem at all. And that's not true. That's not true. What's true is that you need to find skilled people, period. The bigger question is, uh, in your systems, are there elements in your system, in your recruiting, in your hiring, in your networking, um, are there systems that exist that are inadvertently keeping a diversity of people out of your organization? That's the question you need to be asking, not do we lower our standards. Just know that um, particularly if you're part of the majority culture, and you don't have a whole lot of proximity to people that are the non-majority culture, just know that just because you don't have that proximity and may not have that knowledge, that um, the idea that skilled people across all cultures actually exist, <laughs> that is the place that we need to come from. And if you can't find them, 
um, whether working for you or if you're in a church environment and you can't find volunteers because we only take people who come to us, it's not good enough. It's not good enough, y'all. You haven't done the work as a leader. Don't put the burden back on a diversity of people to tell them they're not skilled. So I'm begging you, if you care about this at all, like at all, even the, the, the smallest bit, please stop saying that in order to be diverse, you need to lower your standards. It's an offense. It's an offense to particularly the non-majority folks that will come into your organization. All right. So I just I wanted to share that with you today. Here's the second thing while I'm talking about this. Let me share a second thing with you uh, today. Please stop using the term diversity hire. Can I say that again? Please stop using the term diversity hire. Nothing will send you into tokenism fast enough than a diversity hire. Because here's the reality. Those of you that have been historically monocultural, whatever that culture is, if you start talking about diversity hires, you're already setting yourself up that when that person comes in, that you've put them in a box now, that that's the only thing that they're good for in your eyes. I wanna speak for a minute to those of you in faith communities, because I'm gonna keep it real. Y'all are the worst at this diversity hires. That's what's happening right now in local church. We need a diversity hire, which essentially boils down to, we need somebody black around here. Well, we need more Koreans. Well, we need a Vietnamese worship leader. No, you don't need any of those people. Not for that reason. You don't need them only because of their color and their come from. Their color, their come from, their heritage is the blessing. It's the icing on the cake. It is what you need. Don't get me wrong. It is what you need because you need perspective. You need different leadership styles. You need different experiences. That's why you need a diverse group of people. You don't need a diverse diversity hire so that your website can look sexy or your brochures can look great. Or if those of you that are senior pastors or leaders at any level, when you're sitting around with your other pastor friends so that you can boast about the fact that you're a multicultural church, stop saying that if you don't know what it means. Many of you are calling your churches multicultural and you have no clue what that means how are you going to go from being a monocultural church on a tuesday and all of a sudden you're a multicultural church the following wednesday i'm sorry you don't know what that means and hopefully you get my passion around this is that these things that i'm sharing with you are dangerous to a group that is trying to come into your organizations or people that you are trying to welcome in if you have not prepared the soil for them to come in, please don't invite a diversity hire into your monocultural environment just because you, you need them for all the things that I just mentioned. Please, I beg you, just go without and just tell people you don't want to be a multicultural church. Tell people you're going to be a monocultural church and don't bring other people into that space and hurt them because you don't know what you're talking about. Please stop with the diversity hires before you know exactly what that means. Make sure that the place that you're inviting people into, and again, I'm talking to churches right now because you guys are the worst. You're, in fact, you're, you're worse than the business community. Do you know that? 
Do you know that the business community is ahead of you right now? Do you know that? That should tick you off. It should tick you off right now. That the, the church's motivation is supposed to be love and acceptance and invitation. And if you run a business or an organization, I mean, you have a mission, vision, values, but really you're trying to, to make money. That's why you're in existence. And people that have a, that kind of a, a goal are ahead of you. That should make you mad today. It should make you want to invest in coaching. I can't tell you how many people, um, churches, churches who don't want to invest a dime in learning how to be a welcoming place for people, for your diversity hire. Don't want to, but yet we'll call yourself a multicultural church. Please stop doing these things. Stop doing these things. So I hope you get my heart this morning. I'm seeing so much of this happen. Um, So please just know that just because you haven't found people that hit your job description yet does not mean that a whole group of people is not qualified. Does not mean that a whole group of people that part of the non-majority that, you know, they just aren't out there. You haven't done your work as a leader. You haven't built built networks. You haven't built relationships. Turn it on you. Stop putting the burden on other people. That's what I'm trying to say. And stop using the phrase diversity hire. Please look at my face for the love of God. Please stop using the phrase diversity hire. It's not helping you and it's not helping other people. It's othering people more and more and more. Please People are being hurt because you don't know what you're talking about as a leader or an organization. So stop, please. No more diversity hires. Hire good people who are from different cultures. Doesn't that sound better than diversity hire? We're looking for good people from different cultures who bring different aspects that we need to make our organization better, to make our church better. That's how you stay out of tokenism, by the way. I get that all the time. How do you stay out of tokenism? That's the way. Look at people as whole people. (laughs) We try to make this harder than it is. Expand your networks. Go find great people. They're out there. But more than that, don't just go find them, but make sure you are working on the environment in your organization, in your business, in your church, so that they are ready to be received when they arrive. It's very important. Please, I beg you. And lastly, again, stop using the term multicultural if you don't know what it means. If you've been monocultural for 25 years, you can't all of a sudden have three Chinese families and two black families in your church. And now all of a sudden you're a multicultural church. No, you're you're still a whatever church with some families in it. Make sure you learn and know what that means. And I'm also just and then I'm going to I'm going to chime off here. But I'm also going to talk to you, those of you that are in black American churches right now, because I know not, much, not many people talk to you, but I'm going to talk to you. This also goes for you. If you've been in a mono-ethnic uh, African-American church, please don't say, you know what we really need here? A white worship leader. You know what would be great for our pastoral team? A white guy. Please don't do that. You're doing the exact same thing that I'm talking about. And just because you're a black church with one white family in it doesn't mean that you're a multicultural church either. It just means you're a black church with one white family. (laughs) So just say that. 
All right. So that's my rant for today. Um, it's more than a rant. It's information for you. It's information that you need to need to know as you move forward. And I would hate for any of you that lead churches, that lead businesses, that lead organizations to go out there without the information that you need. If you need help, please contact me. If your company needs training, if your church needs training, please reach out for help. Not because I need an extra buck, but because I want to help you stop hurting people that are coming into your spaces as diversity hires. Please, I beg you today, see people as whole people. Stop using the word multicultural if you don't know what it means and create environments where people are welcome. There are brilliant, gifted people from all cultures everywhere. You do your work as a leader. I plan to do mine. You do yours too. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.